Hey guys, what's up? Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Alicia Carlson from The Strong Her Way. I am your host and I am so thrilled that you are here with me. I seem to be a little bit on kind of this vulnerable streak. I feel like I'm kind of airing some, I don't know if I'd say dirty laundry, but really just kind of airing some things that have been a little bit heavy lately in my life and really just not even sure how to start talking about this. So we're just going to dive in. I feel like that's just kind of how I do life. Let's leap first and then we'll kind of figure it out on the way we go. So I am not going to lie. Essentially, as COVID kicked in, I noticed that my drinking did too. At first, I didn't really see it as a problem, but I noticed that I started thinking about alcohol and just drinking and having a glass of wine more and more. Waiting until five and sometimes even earlier, I'd have a glass of wine with lunch and I seriously just kind of justified it, right? I was like, oh, you know, people do this all the time in Europe and all over the world. And that might be true, but I don't think that my motives or my intentions behind it were necessarily the same. And before I knew it, I had essentially created the habit unknowingly of having two drinks a day, basically every day. That was just kind of the new norm. And it was like, you know, the same time on the clock every single day, I would just kind of get this craving for a drink for a glass of wine or a cocktail or a beer or something like that. And it didn't really matter like what else was going on. And I think it was in that moment of just kind of like being at the stove cooking dinner and being like, oh, you know, it's time for that glass of wine or something. That really was kind of the thing that triggered me to think like, hmm, I should really take a look at this a little bit more. So I started to question this a little bit, right? Like this having two drinks a day, started kind of looking at my behavior. When did this happen? When did this start? And if I can be completely honest, I started to really feel ashamed and just embarrassed. I started to worry and just stress out about what my kids were thinking. How were they going to grow up? I mean, yes, my head kind of went all the way to like, I've already ruined my kids. They probably think their mom has a problem with alcohol. Maybe I've, you know, given them a problem with alcohol my mind just can kind of go off on those tangents every once in a while. And I just really worried about like, what was I teaching them? I was afraid that I would end up turning out like my parents did. I didn't want my kids to turn out like my parents did, which, you know, I come from a history of alcohol abuse. And so, you know, that is a very real possibility. But the amazing thing though, is, is that there's always the opportunity to transform. There's always an opportunity to change, sort of rewrite that family history, right? And I think that is something that I didn't ever really think was possible until I started coaching. And until I started to really get coached myself is that true transformation, true change is possible. We don't have to continue the cycle. We don't have to even continue to live out those narratives that we already have about ourselves. As I started to get a little bit more curious and interested in my behavior around alcohol, I could slowly see that I was using alcohol to just kind of cope with the stress of being a single parent at the time that COVID kicked off. My husband was away on military orders and I was here kind of holding down the fort. We had just gotten a puppy. Things started shutting down. And I think just like being, you know, the only parent, I started to kind of hide from my life. And I think the way that I was hiding is I was overworking. I was on social media all the time and I started drinking way more. So like I said, I can't exactly remember what happened or really even like that pivotal moment. I think, you know, part of it was being at the stove, but I think that I had kind of started to notice that there was something going on even before that. And I just think that I just, you know, it was just kind of taking that second to just be a little bit more aware 
of what my behavior was, right? And I think, you know, the kicker for me was when I realized that I was kind of watching the clock for when I thought it was an acceptable or an appropriate time to have a drink. So how did I kind of get myself out of this funk, right? I think the first key, which this is something I say all the time, something I truly believe, the first key to any sort of change is awareness that there's even something that maybe needs to be changed, right? Or something that's potentially not working for us. So this is where I really want to invite you to kind of look at your life and look at all the different areas. I know a couple episodes back, I did kind of that living your level 10 life. So kind of looking at the key areas of your life and assessing like, where are you at in those areas? And then just getting in the habit of being more and more and more aware of your behaviors, of your thoughts, of, you know, what is going on in your life right now versus where you want to be and how you can kind of start to make some of those changes. So just creating self-awareness, that is always the first step to any sort of change. The second step is, is that I have a friend who is a sobriety coach and I reached out to her. She's been very candid about sharing her own journey, her own struggle with alcohol. Her and I did some coaching together. I coached her, she coached me, and we just kind of went through this topic. And so reaching out to somebody that could help me was a huge step in the right direction. And essentially what I decided to do, you might notice a theme over these, some of these uh, recent episodes is I decided to run another experiment on myself and to just give up alcohol for seven days. I didn't tell anybody in my family I was doing this. I think I only told my coach that so that I could have that sense of accountability, knowing that she would check in with me on that. And I just observed right? Again, I just wanted to notice like, what were the thoughts? What were the feelings that were coming up around those times of day that I would normally have a drink? What were the thoughts and the feelings coming up around me deciding not to have a drink? And it was just really interesting to kind of watch and see what the things were that were coming up. And I also noticed again, kind of that justification or that making excuses of why it was okay. If I just had a drink, right there, I do remember I think earlier on in the week, um, maybe the first or the second day, it was kind of like, well, it's really not that big of a deal. Like you could just have one drink. And I think so often, I mean, we might do that with alcohol. We might do that like, oh, it's really okay. You could just check social media one more time, or you could just eat, you know, another cookie or another whatever, right? And it seems innocent, right? It's like, well, it's just a little. And I think, you know, there is that fear of being too hard on ourselves or whatever. And so oftentimes we will kind of cave. So it was really interesting too, to kind of see my mind trying to talk me into why it was okay. If I just kind of went back on my word, I felt all of the negative emotions. I felt super anxious. This was kind of the time where all of those things that I was trying so hard not to feel started to come up. And I do truly believe that if you're ever sort of curious about what's actually going on, you just remove something, right? So it's like, if you're not really sure how social media is impacting you or the ways that you're using it, just take it out of your life for a couple of days and notice, do you feel anxious? Are you feeling maybe like you're missing out on something or like you're going to miss out on a new client or something like that? And so just notice, like take it out, remove it for a little bit and then see what all comes up. That is a sure way to kind of notice what's actually happening in your mind. Like I said, I feel like we can be so good at talking ourselves in or out of doing the things that either we should or we shouldn't. It's just as kind of like our brain's way of like trying to negotiate. And I think this is really where it comes in handy to look at yourself on the one hand, trying to be kind of this loving, compassionate parent, right? Who really just wants the best for you. 
who really just wants to see you reach your full potential, wants to see you do all of those things, create all of those dreams, basically live your level 10 life, live your best life, right? So if we can think of on the one hand, we have part of our mind or we have this ability to sort of operate in that loving, kind, compassionate parent, but then we also have kind of that rebellious other part of our brain that doesn't want to do that, right? It just wants to do the thing that's easy in the moment, the thing that feels good in the moment, but it doesn't really think about the implications or about the consequences down the road, right? So I was totally experiencing this tension in the middle of this uh, little experiment here. I was trying really hard to convince myself it'd be okay to just have a drink. Wouldn't be that big of a deal. I could start again. And I think part of this too was the fact that nobody in my family knew what I was doing. So there was none of that accountability. And I think I'm just actually noticing that in hindsight, as I'm talking this out with you. So that's where, you know, having a coach for sure is super helpful in terms of like, not only like that accountability, but also just having somebody kind of show you what's happening in your mind from a totally objective and neutral place. But then also having some support in your life, right? Especially if you're working on not drinking or you want to get better about, you know, your work boundaries or not using social media or, you know, different behaviors around food. Enlisting some people that are close to you that will see you that can check in with you is huge, right? It's always is this idea of like the mold and the spiders and the snakes and all of those kinds of scary, gross things like to hide where it's dark. Right. And I think so often that is how it is with these behaviors that we know ultimately don't serve us. But it's like, as long as we can kind of keep it hidden, we can keep it in the dark. It's okay. It's like, it's our dirty little secret. But as soon as we start to bring people into it, or we start to think about it, or we start to talk about it, or we get coached on it, then it kind of drudges all of that stuff. It brings all of that stuff up. So essentially at the end of the seven days, here are some things that I kind of realized is that I didn't actually need the drink to get through the day. I didn't need the drink to deal with the stress or the frustration. I didn't even need a drink to celebrate a hard day's work because that was one of the stories I wanted to tell myself on one of the days is it was like, oh my gosh, you've worked so hard. You've done all this stuff. Totally just unwind with that drink, right? I didn't need a drink to unwind or to de-stress after just even a normal day's worth of work. I made it the seven days and I had some pretty awesome awareness as to what's going on in my mind. And that's really has been even able to help me now as I'm being more intentional about deciding when I'm going to drink, right? So not just grabbing a drink because it sounds good in the moment, but really kind of thinking ahead and planning ahead for that. So whether you're struggling with alcohol or not, I want to challenge you to try removing it, even if it's for a weekend or for a few days. And just see what feelings come up. And if alcohol is not something that is even on your radar, try, like I said, social media or try dessert or try TV or something like that. And just see what comes up for you. See what feelings start to surface. See what thoughts you start to notice about that thing. Do you feel anxious, right? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel frustrated? And then the interesting thing, though, is that instead of doing the thing that you would normally do, like you would want to notice, okay, I'm just going to cave. It's really kind of challenging yourself to just feel that negative emotion and not act on it, right? Not do something to make yourself feel better, which is so often what we do. It's like, I'll get the urge to check my phone. And then if I'm not really paying attention to it, I'll totally cave to that urge. I'll get on my phone. Whereas if I just sit with that feeling of like, oh, I need to check my phone, I can let that feeling kind of pass through my body, which literally it takes less than 90 seconds. I mean, it's an actual physiological response. So any emotion, I mean, it takes up to 90 seconds to just kind of pass through our bodies. 
what prolongs it, what keeps it happening for longer is us trying to resist it, right? It's us thinking about the thing that's making us anxious. It's all the thoughts that surround that. So the next time you feel the urge for something, just let it pass through you. Let, you know, sit with it for a minute, feel the discomfort of having the urge and not taking the action and then give yourself a little pat on the back. But even if you were to cave to that urge, it's not about being judgmental or beating yourself up. It's all just a learning process to learn a little bit more about yourself. So having this level of awareness about the behaviors that you do and why you do it is a tool that you can use in your own life every single day to really create massive change. It's just kind of getting onto yourself, right? Like noticing your behaviors, noticing your thoughts, noticing consistent feelings, and then choosing on purpose to not give in to that urge in the moment for that instant gratification. Thank you so much for letting me share this story with you. I know I'm not the only one because I have seen so many people kind of talking about alcohol and, and the struggle here and just even chatting with other people, hearing their stories. So this year has been incredibly challenging, but I know that we are going to be more resilient coming out on the other side. I know that the more that we practice kind of letting those negative emotions ride through us, the better we'll get at, at handling all of life's up and downs. And so just know that I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on. Please do consider leaving a review. Um, this helps get the show out in front of more people. And if you would like to learn more about how you can work with me, whether it's on drinking, food, all the things around that non-diet lifestyle, hit me up. You can send me an email, alicia at aliciacarlson.com, or you can come find me on social. I'll be sure to link all of that stuff up in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.